Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Smartwater. Not satisfied being like other brands, Smartwater looked up at the clouds and said, I wonder if we can one-up Mother Nature for a purer, crisper water. And guess what? They did. Smartwater. Vapor distilled for purity, electrolytes for taste. Welcome to the Eater Upsell, part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. This is Amanda Clute, the editor-in-chief of Eater. Daniel Janine is also here. Hi, Daniel. Daniel Janine is also here. Daniel Janine is back from a relaxing spa weekend <laughs> at Canyon Ranch. I'm here after an action-packed weekend. What were you uh, doing? Hosting a bachelorette party for oh, my yeah. sister How'd in New go? York City. It went off great, I Any think. terrible restaurant experiences? No, no, no. The restaurant that I picked, it's called Houseman in Soho. A little plug for Houseman. Great. They have I've a never beautiful... heard of Houseman. Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of underrated. Though the New York Times, I guess, gave it two stars. But it's this little neighborhood restaurant. In 2008? <laughs> recently, recently, <laughs> okay, I think. Okay. Uh, they have a nice big table for groups. and it, But it's still a small neighborhood spot. We also went on a very small sailboat on mm-hmm. a very wavy New York Harbor. And one of the girls puked a lot. No, sh- like actually puked oh, a yeah. lot? Oh, yeah. The captain said it broke the record. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say it? Do an impression. He's like, I've never, I've never seen it like that. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Were other people... Drinking on the boat? Everyone was drinking on the boat, mm-hmm. but this was like early. <laughs> How was she puking? Off the side or in a bucket? Off the side. Wow. Off did the she, side. Did we she... had to go back to drop her off. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then and then came back out? Did did she uh, did, did she tell you guys beforehand that she had some seasickness issues? No. She said, she's like, I've been on so many boats before. I've never been seasick. <laughs> she was very embarrassed, of course. Yeah, that sucks for her. Yeah, but just good to know if you're ever planning a big group outing, get a bigger boat. Mm-hmm. How were you talking Little about? Little boats are, you know, the wake, the waves, yeah, 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 the, they're the big. Hudson. Yeah, they're big. A lot, a lot of did traffic. You, uh, did you have the thing, was she like standing on the dock and waved as you guys pulled away? For the I don't think she looked at us. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So uh, every month on our Food Stories episode, we round down or up or, I don't know, mm-hmm. talk about the stories that we think are the most interesting and fun. Before we get into it, if you like the show... Please subscribe if you aren't subscribed already. Please tell a friend about it. Daniel. I'm here. I'm going to I want to take you back in time for a minute. Okay. To 2009. I was working at Eater writing for ny.eater.com. Mhm. You out. were just a young lad in somewhere in Canada. Undergrad in Boston. Undergrad in Boston. Is that uh, what this is about? You want me to tell you about it? Nope. Okay. But I want to tell you about a little thing that happened with David Chang the famous Momofuku chef, he was on a panel at the New York Wine and Food Festival uh, with Anthony Bourdain, and they were talking about whatever they were talking about, and he made a joke, or not even a joke, it's kind of just a comment, and he said, fucking every restaurant in San Francisco (laughs) is just serving figs on a plate. Do something with your food. I mean, kind of uh, aggressive, but... Nothing, no big deal, right? Yeah. Everyone went crazy over it. People were actually mad. People in San Francisco went totally nuts. They were mad because they finally realized they were eating fruit on a plate? They were completely offended. They were offended by Chang. Yeah. The funny thing is that it's it's true. Like, we had a post from a year before making fun of a dessert at Zuni, which is a famous, wonderful restaurant in San Francisco. I don't know if I'm going to show you a picture. (laughs) 
It's, it's a tangerine or what is it? This on a, is this is a nectarine. It's a nectarine on a plate. Just sitting on a whole nectarine, not even cut. You guys also didn't do this photo any favors with the lighting. Well, this is 2009. Sorry, like no yeah, one had okay. no one had good iPhones. Yeah, they just served an eight dollar <laughs> nectarine on a plate. Like that was an actual dessert in 2008 in San Francisco. Yeah, so that's he's absurd. Not, he wasn't exaggerating. But that's not a fig. Where did he get the fig thing from? Whatever, because he probably forgot it was a nectarine or they, he probably went somewhere else where they were serving figs on a plate. Uh, it was an actual thing. So he was on book tour for his cookbook, Momofuku, and actually had events canceled because people were so upset about it. Like the Asian society canceled their – the Asian society canceled their event – because they were worried it would ruin their relationships with local chefs. With, like, farmers? (laughs) I guess. And then he was in another event that where a chef pulled out because they didn't want to... He's not offending anyone. He offended the shit out of them. Anthony Bourdain had to come to his defense. But he's only offended... I mean, Anthony Bourdain called the Asia Society's uh, head guy gutless. For pulling out. Such a controversy. Anyway... Is he? What is he mad? Is he? He's mad at they're not they're not doing any work, or he's mad at? You mean the fake comment? Yeah, the fake comment I think was related to the fact that San Francisco has the best produce ever. They don't do anything with it, mm-hmm. so there's no imagination. There's no creativity. <laughs> they just put it's just shopping. Yeah, they just give you your good produce and then they charge you for it and then move on mm-hmm. when they could be uh, this culinary capital. And so, what you guys were writing about it for a while? It was like a we were f- writing about it for a little bit. It was a, it was a funny. Has he? I haven't heard anyone ask him about it though. But like, what, people well, were... afterwards, people were asking him all the time. Like, do you regret your? <laughs> it was called Figgate. Everyone yeah. called it Figgate in the online food writing community. Can you imagine if some chef if some chef said that now? Like they're just serving. No one would care. People. No one would care. 2018 is so terrible that like <laughs> people would be like, "Oh, that was a nice comment. Come babysit my children." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like the fact that people would boycott his event. Yeah, because he made fun of their like simplistic desserts. Yeah, okay. It's just so amusing. <laughs> so bring us back and to yeah, uh, so innocent. So innocent. <laughs> okay, so bring us back to 2018. So What's- we're in 2018. Dave Chang has a much larger empire. He now has a restaurant in California, in Los Angeles, and it's called Major Domo, and one of the desserts there is fruit on a plate. Stop. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it looks delicious. It's cantaloupe. Okay, but he's, this is a big, this must be like, what happened when this came out? Was it a big deal? Our own Hillary Dixler wrote a little post about it poking fun at him. Yeah. But like, no one... No one remembers. Only people who've been doing this forever even remember or care. Figgate? Yes. Like Is no he one... calling the dessert Figgate? He should. Yeah. I think it's called like the fruit plate. It's cantaloupe, cut, cut cantaloupe, not a whole cantaloupe, uh-huh. uh, and grapes on ice. Has he said anything about it? Well, Hillary tweeted at him and he said, at least we cut the cantaloupe. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, I think there's there's another element to this, which is this is his most Korean restaurant. Yeah, it's a Korean restaurant, and like you might get this dessert in Korean restaurants traditionally. Yeah. So there that that comes into play. It's just the irony is is very delightful. It's so good. It's very good. This is a trend thing. There isn't like a crazy story here, but I th- I think this stuff is so weird. You, you're familiar with Tips for Jesus, the Instagram yes. account that shows massive tips that people are leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, last month, we saw a rise in the tip the bill challenge. Tip the bill, yeah. 
which basically you just double the bill. Yeah. Not basically, you just double the bill. However much your bill is, you tip the same amount. First of all, I, I want to quickly call out that there's so many challenges on Instagram. Like 10% of challenges are actually a challenge. You know, like right. what, what a tough mutter is a challenge. Tipping the bill, like this is not a challenge. It's just you write a bunch of things into boxes. Mm-hmm. But Well, the challenge is you give away your money. You say you will give it away, you know, yeah. with the tip. You don't actually, you're not giving it away until, you can leave before they punch it in. Oh, you're saying people would fake it? No, I'm not saying anyone fake it. I just don't think, I don't, it doesn't seem fair to me to call it a challenge. Okay. Um, so what's your second, what's your second point? It drives me, this thing drives me nuts because people tweet it themselves. So like people mm-hmm. are showing that they are taking part in the, in the tip the bill challenge. Yeah. And that's just, that shouldn't be how it works. Like well, if a waiter wants to tweet it out. Also calling is... out it, calling it out as the tip the bill challenge on the bill is so cheesy. If you yeah. find this philosophy, this doctrine inspiring, just do it without writing anything on the bill. If you want to be generous to your server, just do it and don't The point of generosity it. is to be generous. I also think that this is another great argument for the abolishment of tipping, that people who work in restaurants should just be paid a fair wage. Food right. should cost what it actually costs instead of, you know, we're paying way less than we should, and then we have to pay the tip on top of it to pay for these servers. Mm-hmm. Um, because then people feel they need to be generous to these poor servers because they know they aren't making that much money. Mm-hmm. It's like those feel-good stories that have been going around a lot lately where like, oh, all these people, this company got together and donated their paid time off to this new mom because she didn't get any. It's like, that's fucked up. <laughs> she should get paid like a normal person. She should get paid time off. Like you shouldn't have to donate your time off to a teacher or whoever. Eliminate tipping. Eliminate tipping. Eliminate but- Instagram challenges. Don't brag about being generous. Just be generous. <laughs> these are the upsell rules. <laughs> Did you know that Starbucks now has, did you hear about their Facebook group, All About the Fall? I have the same one. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, they're so smart. They're just throwing everything at the wall that they can. But it's a Facebook group where people talk about autumn. The way it was framed to me was that it was built around pumpkin spice appreciation. Of course, of course. Yeah. But it's just like, you don't have to talk about Starbucks or pumpkin spice. It can just be fall. It's just fall stuff. It's just this people is good who wanna... stuff. This is good yeah. stuff. Like, have you looked in the group? I haven't joined the group. I no. am a member of the group. Okay, what, let what's me read going, you a couple posts. In the group? I haven't looked at it. Fall this sweaters, is the first time I've looked at it. Knitting. Uh, Halloween decorations. First post. Fox Spice. Who else dearly misses this fall cup? It's a fucking Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> what? Else? What? They so, were alive. Show me a non. Okay, someone named Fox Spice keeps posting this, so I think they Whoa, are. Uh... That's their social media. Oh, okay, manager. here we go. Kaylee Mish saw this on my newsfeed today and thought it was lovely. There is so much beauty in fall. It's an image of some uh, fall foliage with the quote: "The trees are about to show us how lovely it is to let things go." How active is this group? Really, really, really active. Really? Yeah. What's a what's a discussion topic that's unrelated to pumpkin spice latte? I know there are quite a few Gilmore Girls fans in here, and I found a list of Gilmore Girls fall episodes. Season one, episode seven, season oh, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna read you a long list of episodes. Fifty six comments. A lot of people tagging each other. Let's see. Some a lot of gifts. Um Anyway, I've cute. been binge watching Gilmore Girls on Netflix. Cute Never watched it before, marketing. and I'm finding it charming. 
Let's see if anyone says fall. In. Okay. No, it's, I think we're good. Oh, here we go. I think we did it. <laughs> a little fall flare. Is it too early to break out the fall colors? And it's just a picture of a wrist with a bunch of like meditation looking bracelets on it <laughs> with a leaf, a leaf charm. Ooh, here we go. My hubby surprised me last week with this. He knew I had to have it. It's a, it's a, <laughs> the Bones part of the fun day. of this is me explaining these things. No, it's a, uh, a wooden poster with uh, three ghosts, three cute looking ghosts on it. And it says, Quit ringing my doorbell, you little sheets. It's for Halloween, <laughs> it's I guess. pretty good. <laughs> okay, great. So, great. yeah, success. I mean, I feel like all we do, the majority of this show is shitting on bad publicity campaigns. And this one, maybe that's that's not, that's not that's fair. That's all we do. Yeah, but 10%. I, I agree. Like, this is a cute stunt. Hi, how are you? Yeah. Can we get two, gr- uh, one iced and one regular... Grande uh, pumpkin spice lattes. What better way to commemorate the start of pumpkin spice latte season than to join Robert Sietzma, our senior critic, as he tries one for the first time. Pumpkin spice latte is being released earlier and earlier every year. Are you surprised by this? Uh, No, it's a cynical move on their part to sell as many of these things as possible and to get as many uh, twits and tweets and Instagram they say they're getting... Postings. Yeah. Two million a day, they say. <laughs> Neither of us have ever tried a pumpkin spice latte before. It seems unbelievable given all the hype. I'm going to defend it because I, I respect... I, I think I respect any seasonal stunts. Yes. I don't like stunts that are year-long. Right. I simply don't like Starbucks. I, I, as a matter of fact, I hate it. It's, it's one of the, the worst culinary institutions in the world. When you read how the pumpkin spice latte came about, it's an ex or it's a, you know, a Stanford MBA guy who drummed up a list of 20 possible drinks he thought would be the would be Starbucks fall answer to their Christmas seasonal right, and, Christmas and this success. Choice fell somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Way behind chocolate and caramel were ones that were ranked much higher. Uh, he initially wanted to call this the pumpkin pumpkin pie latte but that was the problem was that there was no actual pumpkin in it until 2015 the beverage began in 2003 we might point out and they kind of added a trace amount of actual pumpkin because people were bitching that uh that how can you call something pumpkin with no pumpkin in it and of course pumpkin spice has always been one of the dirty containers you can buy in the spice rack uh, normally, including things like cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and allspice. It's a proprietary but well-known mix of spices, of old ground spices. I think the relationship that people have with Starbucks, like I think the people that consume this beverage, I, I don't think anyone would assume that it had some magical origins where Santa brought it down from the heavens and gifted it to these Starbucks to some lone Starbucks who began producing it, uh, you know, against the will of the company and it caught like wildfire. I think everyone knows that it's just marketing things and it's marketing shit and it still seems to be something that people cling onto as a sign of the season. And it seems like so through social media that there is almost an ironic obsession with it. Like people who love it, you know, don't claim that it understands them or it is truly a part of their life. Right, but... So I think we should try these things and see if see what the is. Are we testing? We're testing for hype here. 
that, we're testing to see if it's drinkable. Starbucks is the Donald Trump of coffee bars. You know, they are the ones that insist, what do they call the smallest coffee? Do they call it a small coffee? Isn't a small a large and a medium is gigantic? And a, they, they, they are distorting the language to achieve their nefarious ends. And they're almost appropriating the language of this, these perfect sounding Italian coffee bars. Well, never, for example, try to get a macchiato in, uh, in, a, in a Starbucks because they have taken the word and wrung its neck. Instead of being a little tiny shot with a bit of foam traced yeah. across the top, it is a giant sugary beverage. They, just, they will just take words from Italian and, and steal them and then completely mutate them. I think we've we've attempted here to do, or we are about to attempt to do a, a seemingly harmless taste test on the pumpkin spice latte and uncovered a, a great deal of... Uh, of May perhaps false animosity of false. against a great American chain. <laughs> let's let's try the thing. Should we start with the ice because it's hot? No, we should start with the hottest one so we can have the hottest beverage in the hottest, the hottest day, day of, of the year. year. Yes. Yeah. Well, happy oh. fall. Happy fall to you, Robert. Let us note that there is a, a dodgy looking kind of like scum on the top of the... Kind of what color is it? It's kind of a it's beige a, a, scum. Yeah, it's a beige. It looks like uh, the coffee that you would get from uh, the the machine at an airport lounge. Yeah. Smells like chemicals. It's weird. It is. <laughs> it doesn't taste like I expected it to. You know, in its weirdness, it's not bad. Uh, what if I like it? Does that mean you have to not like it? No, I. We're not gonna. I must note that the first sip is okay. There was some kind of weird spice thing going on with the chemicals and the spices. And there are chemicals in there. Health experts have complained that there is a caramel color in there that's thought to cause cancer, even though it's been permitted by Trump's FDA. As you drink more and more, you realize how sweet it is, how the sugar is what bolsters the entire flavor. Uh, and, it, and it's cloying. It's like, ugh, it makes you... Your teeth feel like they're kind of cracking and falling out. Like the real Starbucks in Moby Dick. It's like an invitation to diabetes, uh, which is a big problem now, so. I really don't like it very much. I'm not charmed by it. No. Although the first sip of the hot one was interesting uh, in a way that was intellectually engaging, but what it is is spices that were ground in, in the previous presidency. And, uh, and now they're, they're a little bit stale and they don't really deliver the sharpness. For example, if you put, and we should have done that, we should have brought the actual spices and kind of made one. I'm sure someone is busy doing that on some website right now, but if it had better, fresher spices, it would be more assertive and the sugar wouldn't be so obvious. The pumpkin flavor is just not there. It's, it's as they complained when they had to add a little bit of pumpkin puree in 2015 that it was never intended to taste like pumpkin. It was only intended to steal pumpkin soul and kind of <laughs> sell it. Yes, exactly. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Smartwater. Not satisfied being like other brands, Smartwater looked up at the clouds and said, I wonder if we can one-up Mother Nature for a pure, crisper water. And guess what? They did. This is the kind of water that regular water gets jealous of. It's the water that refreshes like no other brand. Try it. Smart water. Vapor distilled for purity. Electrolytes for taste. Did you know that the Minnesota State Fair is on? 
Uh, no, I did not. It is state fair season. Minnesota is right now. Uh, Texas is going to come up in the fall. These are epic state fairs full of epic food. What have you heard so far about the Minnesota do state Do you know fair? nothing about these state fairs? I know or the do you Texas just, state you fair. Do you know it and you just don't Do you think care? I'm playing coy for the sake of the podcast? No, no, you're just giving me a look like I do not care and I don't think I'm going to keep this story in. <laughs> yeah, little do you know, I have the power. <laughs> yeah, listeners, just so you know, Dan. There's does. so much gold that you've never heard. Dan does. <laughs> Dan does get to decide what stays and goes. No, no, so, I do care about this. Listen, I... As much as I hate the, the arms race to make bigger and bigger and dumber food items, mm-hmm. I love when I see some like when someone comes up with a new way to be dumb, it's probably it's one of my favorite things. I feel like the Minnesota State Fair is less dumb than okay. some of the other ones. Okay. Okay. I think Texas is probably the the dumbest. Like where they really go and are like, let's fry mm-hmm. Coca-Cola and mm-hmm. a stick of butter. Yeah. This is I mean, this is pretty there's a lot of dumb stuff, but also just like good looking stuff. Okay. Give me some uh, um, give me some examples. Like the best looking thing you could eat there is the shave ice. Yeah. That like that looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then also you can get a rainbow cloud roll, which is a big log of ice cream wrapped in cotton candy. Yeah, I saw this thing. Covered in I think fruity pebbles. Yeah. So no, the that's cotton really candy smart. is You're the right. bun. Yeah. <laughs> it's really smart. <laughs> Cradling Superman flavored ice cream mm-hmm. sprinkled with fruity pebbles. Yeah, no, Minnesota does sound like the. the, the <laughs> That's classy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a good kickoff into state fair season because it kind of eases you in. Like that's that's dumb, that cotton candy cloud thing. <laughs> but a lot of it is just like the sweet chocolate chip cookie business that started at the state fair and now the woman is like a millionaire. Oh, great. And so when she I, launched this business there. So uh, it, it's a breeding ground for young food entrepreneurs. Could be. What is, so what do you want to say about the Minnesota State Fair? It's happening. Oh, yay! Just let everybody know, it's state fair season. Okay, if, you, you? if you have one near you, Check it out. I'm jealous. I don't have one. Yeah. Uh, I don't get to do that stuff. Let us know how smart your state fair is. I'm realizing yeah, now that I've, I'm an is... asshole. No, I, because I, as much as I, I was, I was so like, those fairs are varying degrees of dumb, but that's wrong. No. They're such a fun thing. And truthfully, we if had... I had one nearby, yeah. I would go immediately and I would eat the giant uh, corn. Oh, milk. I would eat the stuff. Yeah. I would definitely eat the stuff. Also, do you want to hear how cynical I've become? I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this and keep this in. Yeah. I was on a I was on a, a dating app mm-hmm. the other the other day and I someone had someone like the prompt on someone's it's on Hinge so you can see what people like they have all these different things they say. Uh-huh. And that one of some this this lady's fine lady's prompts was mm-hmm. uh <laughs> was like my favorite thing is having a corn dog in each hand. And I messaged her and I said, by 2020, I bet corn dogs will be a thing in restaurants. And I just meant it like we were talking. Yeah. Like corn dogs are going to be a food trend in restaurants. And she just goes, "Uh, I'm pretty sure corn dogs are a thing in restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) And I just realized. You're like, no, a thing. Yeah. I'm like, no, a thing. thing. Yeah. But you know what? I bet she's gotten so many worse responses to that prompt than that. Oh, right. I wasn't even saying that's a 
that was a bad response. I was just it was just showing me the the bubble I live in, where yeah. it was like we're looking at these things from well, the bird's eye view of State Fair. Anyone listening should check out the photo gallery we have on TwinCities.Eater.com because it will show you how sweet the State Fair is. And if you are a cold, cynical mm-hmm. person like Daniel, Mm-mm. no, I just might, said I wasn't. It might yeah. melt you yeah. to see all these photos. It might melt, me, it might melt you like the uh, cotton candy exterior of yeah. the ice cream roll. It's just like a bunch of kids eating fun stuff. Amanda, have you been watching Vox's amazing Netflix show Explained? I have. Yeah. I don't know if I want to talk about it with you right now, though. Should I cover my ears? Should I, or do you want me to leave the room? Or all right, you cover your ears because we're okay. we're colleagues. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to tell the audience the latest episode is about the female orgasm. It is very very good. I recommend you all watch it. I learned a lot. I'm sure you are going to learn a lot. There are a lot of myths that they dispel. So watch it and learn something. All right, Dan, you can. You're good. You're good. Yeah, they're they're super quick, and every time you learn something, and I, I don't know what you said, but you. Yeah, we can just. It's fine. You'll move hear into it later. The regular content. Cool. In a in a big business deal, a business deal, a very big business deal worth three point two billion dollars, uh, PepsiCo has acquired SodaStream. For those Love who don't it. know what SodaStream is, it is a home. Uh, carbonation device mm-hmm. where you have a plastic bottle and you hook it up to your central unit and you inject it with bubbles and you make carbonated water out of anything. You can make carbonated wine. You can make carbonated, hard, I don't know, whatever, liquid. You can make carbonated gazpacho if you wanted. Really? I don't know, actually. I'm assuming it would sure. have to be clear liquid. But yeah, I, yeah, like a thin gazpacho. A thin gazpacho, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that would be a thing. Anyway, I think, I think it's fascinating as, as Pepsi – you know, Pepsi is worried about the future and worried about health. Mm-hmm. Ta- eating a chunk of their brand, they are yep. diversifying their portfolio with SodaStream. First of all, I had no idea SodaStream was a three point two billion dollar company. Did not know that either. It's. I always thought it was a makes little, sense. A little silly. I I know you could never do this, but I would love to just have a soda gun that would just like allow me to stick a tube in a drink and and buzz it up with and turn it bubbly. The fact that you have to put it in their specific bottle, screw the bottle to the thing. Yeah, but it makes it affordable. What you're talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying in a dream <laughs> world. Exist. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you have a soda stream? I do not have a soda stream. I hundred sh- percent should get. Do a soda you drink? Stream. You drink sparkling water. I only drink sparkling water. So I'm what do you go do? Buy a soda How do you? Right what, what, what do you? What do you drink? I well, every do you, you go know, every time you go to the grocery home, store? I'll just grab a San Pellegrino. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, dollar fifty outside my apartment. I see. Yeah. So if it's like, want to talk more about it? Yeah. If it's 10 p.m. <sighs> You want some carbonated water. You mm-hmm. don't have any in the house? No. And I don't care. I'll just drink tap water. So you I'm just not... do it like one-offs. Yeah, I'm not precious about it. Mm-hmm. It's just in the office, in given this, the choice. In this way, though, you have unlimited sparkling water. Yeah, this is my new favorite segment. It's where I talk myself into a product. I <laughs> <laughs> <a> soda stream. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the story because I think it's also connected to the Indra Nui legacy as you know, Indra Nui is the CEO of PepsiCo. She's mm. stepping down in October. Very, 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 very big deal. She's one of the few female CEOs of a Fortune 500 company. It's a year where we've lost a number of female CEOs at that rank. They're all like weirdly related to food. Like the woman who is running Mondelez stepped down. Mm-hmm. That owns Oreo. She has done a really good job, I think, 
of diversifying their portfolio, as you said, like moving into healthy snacks, like knowing that what they do is just poisoning the world. And so as much as you can revere someone who profits off of making people fat and, you know, giving people type 2 diabetes, uh, at least she was really smart about it and made a ton of money, made the shareholders a ton of money. This will probably do well for them. I don't know. What do you think? The first thing that I saw online was people saying that it's probably going to be an opportunity for them to sell at-home Pepsi and Coke kits, which was funny coming right after. It was like, they're moving into the health world. And also, oh, they're yeah, going to sell also, pe- I'm sure they'll also sell the sugary syrup. Yeah, I know they're not making yeah, some yeah. grand philosophical decision about the future of their company. Well, no, they are, because that's the most people that are going to buy it are doing it because they they want that water. Mm-hmm. But then there's a segment that will like use the soda syrup. So, win-win. Every month, there's some new marketing thing that yeah. we, we rag on. You've got another one. I feel like just, Instagram just give things... Me, give me the quick rundown. Instagram things have kind of become my beat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't want to retread the same ground, so I think we can no, just be real brief. Gotham has reported that um, a tea-themed Instagram installation has opened in Tribeca. Yep. Um, my initial re- response to this is tea is the least photogenic thing ever. When when we talk about what new videos and projects we want to work on, uh, our general rule is, you know, no liquids, no, no li- powders, no <laughs> soups, no stews. <laughs> <Yeah>. No liquids. <laughs> no, yeah. no liquids. No, people do not like. People don't care about liquids. Looking at liquids. But that's what I think. On if you video, s- on Instagram. So if you haven't been following along our, inst- our series of installations, there's been the Museum of Ice Cream was the first one, but then we had the Museum of the Museum of Pizza, uh, the Museum of Avocados, the Diet Museum, or no, 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 the Cheat Day Museum. Cheat Day Museum. Yeah, Avocado Museum. Uh, you famously have criticized the use of museum in the, in this context with yes. both our staff here and in general. <laughs> Mostly with our staff here, yeah. You have to use quotations. These Which are, actually I don't agree with. Like who's who's to say what a museum is? And, well, I think a lot of times the people aren't even pretending they're museums. Like no. they're, they're Instagram installations. They're so, activations. Yeah. And I feel like I And just, also I think you can say what a museum is. What is a museum? It has to have cultural artifacts, Here's cultural significance. I don't agree. I don't agree. Cultural significance, maybe, but I think we could argue that this is cultural significance. Like, what a better encapsulation of the time period than a bunch of blown up balls in a room no, that you can take boomerang this is photos like with? The dumbest shit. Museums hire actually educated people with degrees. This is just okay. If I'm a food historian and yes. I'm making a museum called the Museum of Chur- the Museum of Churros, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have some churro history, you know, in the first room. Here's where the first churro was invented. Here's how churros have spread far and wide in the world. Here's them used in fine dining contexts mm-hmm. and contexts and, and street food contexts, etc. So this is an educational museum. This first room is educational. Uh-huh. And then for the next 10 rooms, there is giant churros. Not there a is museum. a churro seesaw. That's a play space. There's a room with uh, – I have a degree, and I am curating a room for you to learn about churros, text on walls, etc. How is this not a museum? I don't know why I we're think, getting in this fight. I think you need more than 75% education. You think you can argue – oh, okay. Okay. So if <laughs> – If it were flopped in the other direction. You'd be fine Almost with it. all education, and then at the end there's a churro pit. See, that okay. is where we should be going with these things because that's like – or maybe 60-40 – 
people can learn something and then they can also do the marketing on the side. They also have that Instagram thing. If at the end of, I mean, I guess you see this a lot in actual fancy museums, any time, <laughs> fancy museums. Real museums. Real museums. <laughs> Anytime you have some, uh, I, I mean, Jackson Pollock looking mass exhibition where all the walls are covered in a thing or there's like some extended mirror thing, the Instagrammers go there. Mm-hmm. Or like the Met Fashion yeah. exhibit. I don't know what else we can say. I think this this here ends our discussion of no more museums, food museums. <laughs> so. Good. <This laughs> Good. The end of it. <laughs> All right, Dan. Yeah. So they caught the Dine and Dash dater in Los Angeles. The di- <laughs> no, the guy who's like for three months has been dining and dashing on dates. Well. From May 2016. First, okay, let's back up. Who is the diet? Who ins- this is what I'm telling you. Yeah, okay. From May 2016 through April 2018. So it's not three months. It was almost two years. Wow. This More man pro- was accused of taking out women that he met via dating apps mm-hmm. and then leaving them with a bill. He allegedly went to dinner with them at restaurants in Pasadena, Long Beach, Burbank, and Los Angeles, where he ordered and consumed food and drinks, then allegedly left without paying the bill. Yeah. Dine and dash dater. And then they caught him. They just caught him. They just caught him. (laughs) They set his bail at $315,000. Really? Try to dash on that. But I wonder, he's on the hook for 10 felony charges because he defrauded the women. Give me a guess what you think someone should get for dining and dashing on 10 women that he that you meet through dating app. I don't know, 25 minutes. 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> he might go to jail for 13 years. What a dick, though. Have you ever been uh, dine and dashed on? No. Yeah, Have I, you? No, I feel like that would be pretty rare. I will tell you the worst, the worst excuse I've ever got for someone having to leave early on a date was this girl all of a sudden was like, oh, shoot, my, I guess my brother's cooking dinner for us at home. I got to, I think I got to go. Yeah. She couldn't come up with anything better? No, I think, feel like she should get three years. Did she get like a text message? Oh yeah, her phone. Like her phone blew up and she's like, oh, oops. I have no idea. I mean, I I already made other plans. We're past the time of knowing when someone's phone goes off or not. Right. Does, has this happened more than once? To me? Yeah, like someone with a better excuse. No, that was the only. Actually, that was the, that only, was the only. I mean, you feel like only time, and it was bad. Yeah, I feel like that was a really terrible one because yeah. it was such horseshit. Do you think maybe now that we're talking about it, there were other times, but they're they did, to... they did a good job, so you didn't even think about it. No, because I've never not gone through with the meal. Like I've never. This was the only date that was cut short. Cut short. Okay. Yeah. How far into it were you? Now that I'm like remembering this, drink? this is really sad, but it was like. <laughs> I think she said something like, we should just pick. Do we want to get a drink or an appetizer? As if like, yeah. It a was drink a, it was, or an appetizer? Well, to, to minimize the amount of time she spent, they, we spent <laughs> together. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, she had asked, basically asked me out the weekend before. Had she met you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So met. she knew we you. We spent like three this hours. This wasn't like a hinge situation. No. And yeah, now I'm, now it sucks that I'm your resident dating app person on a dating app. Because like I'm the, not a just dating on the show. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I know other oh, you, people who use dating yeah, apps. Yeah, yeah. More prolific dating app users. Sure. Is this gonna make it in? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're the editor. It's unfair. Yeah. I, I, well, now we're just wandering in no man's land. Uh, anyway, the guy got caught. Justice has been served. Finally, some good news. Mm-hmm. I hope he does some jail time for this. Do you re- do you want him to do jail time? 
Yes. You want this guy to do jail time? 100% I want him to do jail time. I don't know if he needs to do 13 years of jail time. Yeah. I think at least one year of jail time. Wow. People people go to jail for so much less. He stiffed 10 women. I don't want him to go to jail for this. I think he should probably go to jail or be punished in some way because he's something is clearly wrong with him or he's malicious. Well, then let's get him off the street. That's what I mean. But I think... You want to wait for him to do in, something worse? In a hypothetical scenario where someone could do this and also be a decent person, which I don't think could exist, obviously, no. I don't think they should go to jail for dining and dashing on – like I don't think that – I don't think that that's illegal. You don't think, you, you don't think it's illegal? To, it's basically like stealing $300 from each woman. So you don't I think, think it's he's stealing illegal? from the restaurant. No, because they have to pay – the women pay the bill. Because they choose to pay the bill though. Like Even they, if they don't pay the bill, then yeah, you're stealing from the restaurant. That's right. illegal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. It's legal. You think people can just dine and dash and have, there are no, no you think, repercussions? You think someone sh- – how many times would I have to dine and dash for you to think that I should go to jail for my for my actions? Just on a restaurant. It's solo dining. Man. Maybe one. One. You think I dine and dash one time and I and should, you should go to get, jail? You should get – I know people that I – You should have to pay a fine. You I should have, get arrested and scared at least. You should have to spend like at least scared. one night in jail. What? Arrested and sent to a haunted house One or night in jail. Thank you all for listening to this month's best food stories. Come back next week to hear about all the things to look forward to this fall. Fall preview. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Smart Water. Not satisfied being like other brands, Smart Water looked up at the clouds and said, I wonder if we can one up Mother Nature for pure, crisper water. And guess what? They did. This is the kind of water that regular water gets jealous of. It's the water that refreshes like no other brand. Try it. Smart water. Vapor distilled for purity. Electrolytes for taste.